Hello and welcome to the Sparkle Hour, a fun and feisty podcast for empowered women and woke menfolk. Join us as we pull back the veil to reveal how we are taking control of our life stories and creating a movement of positive change. I'm Michelle Lewis. And I'm Nicole Lewis-Kieber. And if you're ready to feel, laugh, and heal, this podcast is for you. Good morning, friends. Good morning. I'm so excited to be here again. I am too. Nicole, this is an extra special day for us because we have a returning guest today. Ding, ding, ding. Yes, we do. I think everything is aligned for us to have a nice, long conversation today. Yes, let the energy gods hear us and um, (laughs) honor our plea. (laughs) So you guys, we have Tina Falk back with us today. And if you were listening a few weeks ago, we got started with Tina. And then there was this crazy, like, massive energy surge in Utah because Tina's so damn awesome (laughs) that it just knocked her right off of the planet for us for a minute. We couldn't get her back. So Nicole and I just rolled with it. We're like, shit, she's just already dropped so many amazing truth bombs. We're going to just, we're just going to roll with it because it was crazy mind blowing. Am I right? It totally was. I just don't think anyone could have handled an entire hour of your greatness. It was amazing. (laughs) Like, honestly. So, oh wait, before I get too far into just me... (laughs) Going off here, for those of you who may not know, Tina Falk is a classically trained feng shui practitioner and Chinese astrologer. She's had some incredibly special people show up in her life whom she has mentored under for over 20 years. For those of you who don't know, feng shui is the modality that brought the chakra and numerology training along with four years of esoteric meditation study under a Buddhist master. No joke, y'all. And this put this all into a nice, neat little package in which she can truly assess and assist people in making positive change in their lives. And Tina also trains and certifies feng shui practitioners. So welcome back, Tina. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Yeah. (laughs) So awesome. You have been in my head since we first started talking and like, you know, in such a good way. In such a good way. Like, Nicole, do you have your shoes all lined up together now? Because I totally do. Oh, Nicole. <laughs> no shame. No shame. <laughs> we have been cleaning out, though. Our, our shoes are a little random at this moment, which needs to change. But we have been cleaning out. So That's a yeah. good reminder. That's a good reminder. Nicole. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> it's fantastic. Like after we got off the phone, well, she got off the phone because the energy gods said, no, there's too much awesomeness. <laughs> we just got to table this for a minute. But after you and I finished, Nicole is like, all right, I got to clean stuff. So <laughs> like I went into my bedroom closet. I packed up like three bags of goodbye, you know, and I went through my, my armoire and did like all this like looking at these clothes, I'm like, why the hell am I hanging on to these? Like, and there were summer, I was like, all right, these are still really cool. And I love the the memory behind this. So I'm going to hang on to it. And the other ones, I was like, I haven't fit in these for 17 years. There's no chance I'm going back to them. And they really don't have any kind of particularly awesome memory. So bye-bye. <laughs> but it was amazing. And so it's really been fantastic. And I hope our listeners have had a little bit of this too. 
where you're kind of in their heads and they're thinking, wow, how can I get my, my life a little bit more in line? And uh, how can I pay more attention to the energy that's constantly changing within me and around me? And I wonder if you could speak a little bit more to that. About the energy changing? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Well, but I, I didn't check my internet net network connection this morning. Hopefully, we're, we're good to go. <laughs> you know, gosh, you know, we're sitting here on a full moon day. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, we, we all know that full moon energy coming. You can be in Target or the grocery store a day or two before the full moon and kids are whining and crying and fussing and screaming, you know, there's a change coming. I don't think people realize how sensitive we are to that stuff, even to some of us non-believers, so to speak. Yeah. We really get triggered by things, whether it's really subtle energies or, you know, really in your face, whether, you know, because we get triggered by somebody cutting us off on the road or someone who's a jerk to us or, you know, somebody won't refund our money or whatever it might be. But there's these other subtleties that we don't realize that are happening. And so that's kind of, I think, kind of my job as a feng shui practitioner is to assist people in understanding their sensitivities and understanding their relationship, not only in their environment, but with each other, with their, you know, if it's, if it's, it's a, you know, a business, if it's at your, you know, the team that you work with or the company that you work under, what's the overall energy of that? Or if it's your family, what's the energy going on? We all come together, you know, with our own individual issues and strengths and challenges, but then we create it as a whole. So there's just all these different layers and we're so complex and multidimensional that I think we need to be able to be aware or even if we don't understand where it's coming from, just be aware that we can be triggered or that we can, it can influence us in a way. You know, our kids these days are so, so damn sensitive and they come home and oftentimes they're bringing, you know, their best friends crap home with them or all the stuff that they took on on the school bus and they bring it in the door and now they're mad and they're throwing stuff around and they, they want to go pig out on Doritos or, or just go lock themselves in their room. And it's, we don't know how to take care of that energy. I actually put this year, I put a quite a, a large, it's probably about 20 inches of empty base. It's, you know, it's durable. It can be outside. I put it to the left of my, you can put it on either side. The left feels more appropriate. So when you walk in the front door, I call it my dumping zone. So you can dump your energy. Like even if it's just flicking your fingers, flicking your hand and emptying anything that you took on from, you know, the jerk on the road or the the heavy day, dump it and and put it in there. And it can be a, a jar in your, or a base in your garage door you know, next to your garage door as well, but just put it in there. And when you place that pot by your door, place it with that prayer, that intention that says, this is a place that's going to to take on the stuff that doesn't need to be in my home. It's not going to serve us inside and allow it to, you know, transmute here into something better like love, right? Or joy. Let it do that outside and have that out there so that we're not only are you putting it in there, but now you're drawing awareness to it. You're being conscientious that you have, that we pick up that stuff. And so then it be able to just kind of disperse it, not in a mat, bad way or a mean way to say, oh, uh, yuck, I want to get rid of this stuff. It's like, be of gratitude, be of, be mindful that this is where you're at and this is what we're picking up and make it a habit. You don't even have to know it. Just do it every day because sometimes we're not even aware until our husband says something three hours later that triggers the fuck out of you. (laughs) 
now, you know, you're a raging mess. We really need more places to dump that kind of energy because a lot of people see light workers or people who kind of carry that that awareness or that that extra bulb of, you know, wattage of light. They look at us as dumping grounds. You know, it's the empaths, it's the sensitive souls that we get dumped on. So we need a place to dump it. We need a place to transmute that that energy. My mind oh my is so damn blown right now. Like from the moment you talked about an empty vase, I was like, oh shit, it's going to be a place where you can put your shit. <laughs> <laughs> and it just got even more amazing from there. Yeah, I love the fact that here's the thing I love amongst all the things, because you know I'm a fan. The thing that I love is that you said you don't even have to really know just put it there and just get into the practice. Ritual is for ritual has existed for reasons, right? Right. So being in that ritual of having that place and setting that intention and just doing the thing, whether you know you have baggage or not, is so important because we're not always mindful of what we're picking up, right? I mean, how many people come home with a bug or something and they have like or got a mosquito bite and they're like, when did that happen? You yeah. know, but it did. Like when we were in New Orleans, we got I got flea bites on my legs. I'm like, I have no idea when this happened but now I have them, you know, so it's like, we're not always in the, it's such a weird analogy, but we're it's true. not, we're not in that moment. And it, we don't have to be for it still have impact on this is what I'm trying to say. So I love that ritual piece of it. And that you said, you don't have to even be mindful that you had some kind of experience that you need to dump into that base and let it recycle from some kind of, you know, plastic into a shoe. <laughs> it's, like, it's like energy recycling, put it in there. It's like plastic and it's going to come out something useful. I yeah, that's great. I love that. And you know, if you find yourself out there standing out there for 30 seconds, 60 seconds, because you got a lot to, you know, if you have to go through the things that maybe happened that day too, it's like, okay, well this, you can, you can take that and you can take this. I think as you become more aware of it, you know, it'll be right there in the front. And oftentimes I, you know, even in the car, if I, if I'm leaving a lunch with somebody or a consultation or something, I know I pick something up and I, you know, I'm not going to wait till I get home. I need to get rid of it right then and there. But the flicking the fingers is a, is a very old Chinese Things. So just flick like this and you can do it forcefully to just really flick it out. And you always want to flick it away from you and just, you know, extend your wrist. Just that dispels negativity and evil energy. Do you I want to be conscious? Of, teach, oh, I'm sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. I was like, I, what, a, what a great thing to teach kids. Yes. I mean, like you were saying, what a great thing to teach them. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic. And then there's so many things I want to come back to you. But just right now with the finger flicking, like as you're doing that, do you want to be try at least to be conscious of not flicking it onto other people and Absolutely. maybe like flicking it like downward to the ground where it can then be like recycled, like ashes to ashes kind of a thing. That mm -hmm. sort of a concept where it's like off of me, out of yes. me, back to mother earth where she can, you know, do her freaking magic. And, and like you said, transmuted into something of love and joy and mm -hmm. ooh, so tingly Absolutely. right now. Yeah. I mean, like you said, you know, Nicole, to be able and to tie that in with what you said, Michelle, you, you know, even a child can be flicking underneath their desk, you know, flicking down into the ground or, you know, down the hallway on, into the bathroom. And there's just kind of a that that creates a sense of self-awareness, too. Right. For a child. They're, they're not aware, you know, that they're, you know, being influenced like that by, the you know, a crabby teacher or, you know a classmate, whatever it might be. So anyway, that's just, I mean, we could go on forever about that. But the children are why I do what I do. They were the ones that, you know, came to me biologically and spiritually to kind of push me 
you know, some there's times when I feel hundreds, thousands of them behind me, like just pushing me, like you have to say this, you have to do this. And so 20 some years ago, that's when this all started. And, you know, I started thinking, okay, how can I, how can I be there for the children? Because I knew they would need have different needs and desires and, and, and be triggered differently than we were. And after several years of creating curriculum and, and workshops and meditation classes for them, I realized that I probably have more to learn from them. And what the biggest impact I can have is go after their caregivers. And so that's where I'm at with feng shui. You know, I can teach their parents and their, their caregivers on, on who they are and what their needs are. So that's where that comes from. So beautiful and so magical. And it not only gives kids, you know, that self-awareness, but it gives them power. You know, it gives them just a shred of power, enough for them to handle in their in their little tiny selves, but enough power to say, like, I can get rid of some of this negative energy. I do have some control over my space and my body and my being. And that's something that has been so robbed of children for, you know, centuries, eons, and how beautiful that you're giving, giving place for that. I love this. I love this so much. Speaking of the going after the caregivers, um, one of the things that you do is certify feng shui practitioners. And I believe you had a retreat like recently. How did that go? Was it what you thought it would be? Was there something different about it? I'm just kind of, you know, curious as to how that went. Wow. Yeah, this last intensive training, this retreat exceeded any expectations I could have possibly had. I was, you know, for the last five years, I've been training one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it and it was just kind of in my mindset thinking, well, it would be hard to get everybody to kind of schedule their, you know, schedules around and meet at the same time and for the same amount of hours. So I, I found the one-on-one setting to, to, to kind of fit for other people's schedules. But then through the years, I started seeing challenges. One was I was getting bored with it because Oftentimes, my students would say, well, I can meet every other week for two hours. Well, we're working through a 40 or 60 hour program. That just stretches it out. And then I have to do a lot of, you know, reeling you back in after two weeks to to stay back on track. Mm -hmm. And then I found that they didn't quite know even what questions to ask. Can you hear Mm -hmm. my cats? Is that yours? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All the cats are calling out to each other. What are you guys up to? What's going on? Did you see that moon last night? I got locked in mom's room. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, this time I decided, you know, I really need to expand my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Really need to push and challenge myself and see about doing a group training. Because I want to make a bigger impact. You know, everything I, the way I connect and network with people is to teach. That's really, you know, because I'm a very introverted person. I can connect with people if I'm, you know, whether I'm teaching a class of 70 people in a Chinese New Year class or doing a workshop of 10 people, whatever it is, but I know I can teach. So I thought I'm going to try a group, a small group and see how it goes. You know, I've got this core curriculum. I made some adjustments. It was a five day intensive. I hired a personal chef so that nobody has to worry about that or leave the premises to go find food. I just really wanted it all inclusive. So I had three people and they were so perfect. It was such a profound week. One was a local gal, one flew in from Texas and one from Virginia. And so it was a nice mix. They all were kind of on the same level as far as they had read some feng shui, tried to apply it to their house, got confused. And that's the story. (laughs) Anybody that reads feng shui books, you know, I've never heard anybody say that they weren't confused. (laughs) I often think they're written to confuse you people. (laughs) 
<laughs> there's different schools and you don't realize when you pick up a book what school you might be looking at. So anyway, yeah, it was just really profound. There were some amazing emotional aha moments for for these women. And I brought in some guest speakers. One talked about, you know, manifesting, gave them some skills on how to manifest. One talked about finding your perfect fit client. So I really wanted them to feel like when they left, they kind of had a tool bag full of all kinds of really good things that they can take forward. We did a, a personal consultation while they were here. We visited somebody's home. We took field trips to China stores so that we could buy trinkets. And I really learned, I learned a lot and I'm excited to take it. As soon as I got out of class, I'm, I was just like, felt like a horse at the running gates, ready to be let, let go. Cause it's like, I need another class. I need to jump in and, and do this again. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that. I've got some dates that I've got, according to the astrological aspects, I've got <laughs> some dates planned out for 2018. And I actually think I'm taking a class to Vegas at the first part of the year. So interesting. I'm really excited about taking it on the road, so to speak, because it's really, you know, it's a five day intensive, I can take this really anywhere. And so I'm excited about that. And I'm also thinking I want to create a weekend kind of a shorter intensive where it doesn't necessarily include the certification training mm-hmm. aspect where you have field work studies and complete the assessment, but you just like come in, we eat, sleep and breathe feng shui you get to work on your personal charts and your floor plans and really go deep and 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 figure that stuff out because i saw such powerful things with that small group that week and i could you can't do it on a larger scale than that Mm -hmm. in that kind of a setting where you've got to i've got to teach you the training part you've got to know this stuff so i'm i need to separate things and i'm really excited to see where this goes because the dog year next year hopefully is going to really enhance some energy for me (laughs) We definitely want to talk about that for sure. So now what you're looking at with these newer intensive is it's almost like a, like a feng shui immersion. Mm -hmm. That sounds Mm -hmm. so amazing. Holy smokes. I would be all over that. Yeah. I think it'll be really, really rich. You know, I've done those kind of weekend or I've been, I've participated in or helped facilitate those weekend intensives before. And when you don't have that distraction of, you know, now I've left this workshop or class and now I have to drive 30 minutes to get home and then I walk in and everything's the same. Here's my husband. He left his stuff out again. My kids are not doing their homework. It sets you off, right? It disconnects you from, from the real deeper experience. And so if I can create a, a deeper experience, I'm super excited about it. Sounds like a transformational feng shui bubble. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. So Tina, I definitely want to talk a little bit about this astrological year coming forward. And if you can talk a little bit to that, we would love to hear your expertise and maybe some vision casting, what you have, any kind of nuggets that you can share with us. What kind of year do we have coming up? Oh my gosh. So let me just first say, a lot of people don't even realize there's Chinese astrology reading or that, you know, that there's Chinese astrology to look at. And I had certainly hadn't, didn't know that when I was coming into this, my feng shui training program, but it's a huge part of what I do. You know, there's this, there's this parts of, of feng shui that, that doesn't change, right? Like our house. We can't like put our house on wheels and rotate it to match up with the, the best direction or the right stars, 
or the best energy. So we have this stationary or, or base or non-moving kind of feng shui that we want to come in and cure and, and kind of treat, whether it's your property or your, your business or your home or your desk, whatever. But then there's this this moving part, this changing part. And that's, a, that's you know, what we've been talking about, you know, thus far is these things that are constantly bombarding our energy and integrating with our energy. And so we have to be aware of that. We have to be aware of those changes. And it's not to prophesize necessarily, but it's, it's to prepare. You know, mm-hmm. I live in Utah. In Utah, you know, in the Mormon religion, preparedness is a huge aspect of what, you know, of, of what they do. You know, Mormon homes have cold storage in their basement, and they have huge amounts of food preparation and, you know, first aid, and they're, they're overly prepared because of their, you know, belief systems. Does that mean that they go down there every day when they get home from work and sit in that shelter and think about what could happen? No, they don't worry about it because they know they're prepared. Right. There's just we don't have to think about it. It, You know, it's there. So that's kind of how I look at, you know, these changing energies. It's it's good to know when there's a full moon coming because I'm introverted and I pick up energy. I'm not going to target. No, I'm not going out during those days. It's not going to serve me well at all. It's good to know so that we can kind of plan. We can kind of, you know, say, well, shoot, this is coming up. Maybe I need to step it up now. I've been kind of pussyfooting around a little bit. Maybe I need to step it up and really kick things in here. So the Chinese New Year next year is February 16th. Oh, my birthday. Happy birthday. Well, that'll be a fun (laughs) celebration. That's the that's the lunar new year. Um, they also we also look at the solar new year, and that's what determines the birth chart or the animal element relationships that are coming in. So when we were looking at or forecasting the energy for the year, what we do is we input into a, a software the day, the month, the year, and the hour that the year rolls over. So that would be like the birth chart for the year, and I do the same thing for my clients. I would not come into somebody's home or their business without first looking at their birth chart or their natal chart, the Chinese chart. Um, This isn't the Western chart that has the planets and, you know, like the the zodiac symbols on it. This is a quite different chart. It's called a four pillar profile or a Bazi, Pinyin or Chimen. It's a different kind of chart. What it reveals is four zodiac animals, one for each of those periods of time the time, the day, the month, or the year that that person is born or the year is born. And it also gives me the elements. Each period is ruled by an element. It could be a yang earth element or a yin earth element. So there's 10 even variations there. So then what we're looking at is the relationships between these animals and where they're positioned on the chart, what these elements are, and how much of each element there is. And in order for us to kind of look forward into the next year, we kind of need to know where we're coming from, right? So right here, we if this will, you know, if we can talk a little bit about this year, this will kind of help me kind of help you imagine, because when we're, I'm talking, feng shui is meant to be really, you know, you, it can really be simple to understand it, especially with the five elements and the zodiac animals. So if I say an animal or an element, just picture what that element or animal would be like in their natural state or their natural environment, what their behavior might be. That's kind of how I describe or tell the stories of actually the, what's going on in the chart. So this year, it was it's a yin fire rooster year. And yin is a smaller energy. Yang is a bigger energy. 
So it's a yin fire rooster year. And actually in the chart, there's two roosters in the year. So it's, I can't even remember now. I want to, I want to say it's rat, rooster, tiger, rooster. So mm-hmm. those are the four animals in the year. Rooster is a very bold, outspoken, assertive, listen to me kind of energy, right? Rooster wants to be heard first thing in the morning. You, he, <laughs> wants, he wants your, his presence to be known. Big cock. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've yeah. got two of them in the chart this year. And I'm sure we can all picture right away who those two big cocks are. They're <laughs> mostly with their rockets firing. And, and it's, I think it's funny that Twitter being a tweet, you know, tweeting is a bird. Mm-hmm. And that's, to me, you know, another representation of this rooster energy of how loud tweets are these days. Mm. Remember, I, I look into the symbology and the energy of everything. Everything has, has energy to it, so it has a meaning, it has a purpose. And so it's a very confrontational year. You put two roosters in a room together, you know, somebody's not going to come out yeah. alive. And it gets ugly. Even though this, the rooster has this sense of being overly cocky and assertive and aggressive, really there's a, a lack of self-confidence that, that kind of sits in that rooster. They're very intellectual. They're very, very intelligent creatures. Um, but their perspective is limited only by their, their own world that they live in. And I know you're thinking, no, Donald Trump is not a rooster, <laughs> but he's in that rooster energy. I mean, even his hair, right? Mm-hmm. He's got that kind of flamboyant. I mean, look at the materialism even, you know, like the gold and the Trump Towers and that kind of stuff. He's definitely riding that rooster energy. But that that lack of confidence, interesting enough, comes comes from... Rooster being the only animal on the Chinese zodiac wheel that's a bird, but it's a bird that can't fly. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, it's not an eagle that can fly up high and and look at a a bigger perspective. It's really limited by what it sees from its own perch or from the top of its own hen house. So it's really keen and aware of what it sees. And it's very outspoken about what it sees. And, you know, people typically don't like when a rooster speaks up because they don't like what the rooster has to say. But he's typically right. He's usually right because he's been watching. He's been observing. But a lot of it's his delivery because it's so aggressive. It's so out there. Now, another way to, there's always a higher vibration and a lower vibration, right, when we're looking at things. Mm -hmm. So a higher vibration way to look at this is that even though the rooster is a male, you know, right, he's a male energy, he's, he's masculine, the element that supports him is a yin. He's a yin metal. So there's a sense of femininity, really strong femininity that comes through there. And it is absolutely not even a coincidence. It's absolute synchronicity that women are finding their voice, right? Yes. Finding our own platform because in our world, we've seen it. We've witnessed it. And so now women are speaking up. And so it's it's just, I just love how... I, I don't I don't care to watch the news any more than anybody else, but I watch it to follow the trends so that I can see how the year is playing out and how it correlates with the chart in hand because it teaches me a lot and then I can I can pass that information forward or that empathy forward and what's going on. Yeah, that it's just a you know, and then last year we came from a crazy young fire monkey year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unpredictability, you know, mm-hmm. you didn't know what was gonna I mean they couldn't even predict you know, the debates, they couldn't predict polling. I mean, it was just constant change. And that's it was total monkeys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. a circus, right? And everybody was using that word, not my monkeys, you know, not my circus. 
So it's or not my circus, not my monkeys. So you can see even in our own vernacular, our own languaging in our culture, you know, how we, you know, you guys had mentioned cocky rooster and full of himself and strutting around. And we're, we're getting a lot of that. We're getting a lot of this patriarchal, insecure energy, whether it's in our homes or it's running our school systems or our religious structures, political systems, whatever it is. It's fighting for its life right now. And that's why it's getting so ugly. There's so many mm-hmm. ruffled feathers, like you really can't get on social media or even just like sit in a coffee shop and listen to people talking without mm-hmm. hearing ruffled feathers all around you. Mm-hmm. And it's almost impossible, I would say, to not take some of that on. So being able to learn how to kind of buffer from that, how to like observe it without like taking it all in and trying to own it is incredibly important. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. And so that leads us to the birth, the next year, the birth of the new year. So what animal, what does that look like? I so, mean, I know that you can't predict it, but what does it mean as far as mm-hmm. what animal will it be? So it's a young earth dog year. Mm-hmm. So that's mountain energy. In the I Ching, young earth is mountain. It's heavy. It's not going anywhere, right? It's a stubborn mm-hmm. energy. And the dog itself is a young earth animal. And so the dog is having a rough year this year because of the, there's a thing called flying stars feng shui. And the, the illness star is flown into the, where the dog lives in the Northwest. So the dog is, if you have a dog in your chart, there's extra level of anxiety, stress, illness, accidents, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That star will not be there next year, but will be moving into a dog year. So the dog is by nature an anxious animal, right? There's, it's a high, where are you going? When are you coming back? And they get that separation anxiety. They get bored and they, they disturb the house. They're just very needy of attention. So that is going to be an overall kind of energy that we're all going to have to kind of contend with. Now, depending on the strength of your chart or what animals in your chart, you know, it will depend on how that dog is going to influence you. The dog is also, it sits next to the pig on the chart, which is about how, um, home and family. So the dog is very much about staying close to home, where it's safe, protecting my family, right? Like the guard dog. Mm-hmm. So I think next year is, is really, we really need to bring it back from being this external thing where we're out there and, you know, pulling crap out of our asses and just saying whatever we think we want to say because <laughs> they're saying it, that we need to bring it home and, and really take, really assess what's important. Really take a look around our home and, you know, get it, get it comfortable. Make those, you know, fix those plumbing issues, you know, clean up that closet, do those things that we need because home is going to be our safe haven, you know, for a while. It, it's a, there's, there's two rabbits in the chart. To me, at first I thought, oh no, the rabbit, you know, is just more cautious and he's a little less assertive because the rabbit is actually opposite of the rooster. Mm-hmm. The rooster's more assertive. The, the rabbit's the diplomat. It wants to, you know, everything to be safe and fair, non-confrontational. But there is a fire rabbit in there, and that's going to make him a little more bold, a little more assertive. So hopefully, those rabbits will kind of balance out that that rooster energy we've had. And typically, we have a tiger in there, and the tiger sits in our belief systems because usually the Chinese New Year's in February, and that's the tiger month. And the tiger, there's no middle ground. There's it's either you're a believer or you're not a believer. You're in or you're out. And that's where that's even more of that duality that we're sitting in, that extreme nature that we're sitting in. You know, you're far left or I mean things are getting so far out there. Polarized. And that's why I feel like the dog is about bring it home and, and work on what what's important right here. We're really high in wood energy next year. 
which is going to disturb a lot of that earth. Wood is very distracting. It's high wood energy. Almost half of the chart is wood energy. Interesting. That high wood energy is a kind of ADHD kind of energy where it's lots of distractions and, and not able to stay focused. So it's, it's going to be really important that we use next year to find a meditation practice, to find something that helps us stay still rather than, you know, having all these things. Well, I signed up for this class. And, you know, even if you're doing, you know, metaphysical work or you're doing this healing work, you got too much of that going on. It's distracting as fuck. So bring it to stillness and, and find a practice that you can do at home in the comfort of your own home. Include your family in it. Even if it's just quiet time or the TV's not on or you flip music on that allows stillness rather than dancing. Mm. So next year to me is about, about stillness. It's about meditating. It's about home and family. I agree. It works. So We're great. giggling because there's this huge <laughs> ray of sunlight that's just coming down on the shell. It looks like there from is. The, Can you from see the that? Heavens. Oh my gosh. I'm mind blown right now. Like everything that's happening in this conversation and then this little external sign. This isn't a filter, you guys. This is crazy. I'm to do a screenshot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh. But, oh my gosh. Tina, I could talk about this stuff with you for hours upon hours, which is why I think that we definitely need to include links in our show notes for any upcoming dates that you have for your next feng shui retreat, your immersion weekends, any of those awesome things. And also, I definitely want to have, I want you to read my chart, girl. So you're going to have to give us some links for how people can contact you. And definitely me first. I'm totally engulfed in light right now. This is it amazing. Is the coolest thing. It looks oh, like an ascension. really coming in. <laughs> yeah, it's, I've never seen that before either, Tina. So I just don't, I mean, you know, the first time we talked, it just was too much. And so it shut down the entire internet <laughs> connection. <laughs> this time we have Michelle bathing in, in heavenly light and looks like that she's ascending. It's <laughs> amazing. It just, maybe we should sit here and watch for a while. Just and see what happens. Who am I going to float away? <laughs> <laughs> it's quite beautiful. <laughs> One thing, I, and we, yes, we're going to include all that juiciness in our notes so people know how to reach you and they know how to hire you and have you, you know, give them some really good direction and tips about how they can be a part of this coming year in a way that works for them. Because everyone's different. All of our charts are different. But, and so I'm excited for that because I, I know there's going to be tons of people who want to do that. But there's another thing that came to my mind when you were speaking that there's, as you were talking about home, and about calming and connecting. And I think it would be really nice over the next year for people to just start inviting people back into their home, you know, say, yes, you know, let's have a happy hour twice a month, or rather than going out, bring your girlfriends in, you know, having some kind of, you know, ritual with your family where this is the night we do this. And just, you know, we've been so external. We don't have people in our homes anymore that way. And I think doing that consistently throughout the year, I think sounds like that would be probably a good idea. Absolutely. I love that idea. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really creating a space to to reinvite and foster connection, which is the complete opposite of what's been happening this, these last couple of years with people pushing farther and farther away and digging their heels and digging their trenches. And this is this is an opportunity that says, no, let's bring it back together. Let's let's sit by the fire and pet the dog, you know, like, mm-hmm. let's just let's just chill the fuck out and let's yeah. do that together. Yeah, we all need to. 
No, I love that. I love what you're saying, Nicole. Even if you have friends that you want to rotate, you know, mm-hmm. have just, you know, because, you know, our friends become our family. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you, it's like this month we do it at my house and the next month we do something, even if it's a book club or, you know, have a psychic come in and do a reading or, you know, do something. But yeah, keep it simple. Just keep it simple. And those two rabbits, too, are all about family, right? Those rabbits make babies and they're all about caring for family. Mm-hmm. You need to get back to what's important. This external dialogue is, is really not getting us a whole lot of traction. No, it's not helpful to anybody. And this gives us opportunity to, to look beyond that and, and really, truly get back to what matters. I love this. Yeah. Thank you so much, you two. <laughs> your glowingness and your angelicness. You've got like a huge orb just yeah. on the right shoulder there or whatever shoulder that is. Do you see that? That's my right. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. There's so much like amazing energy happening right now. You guys, I wish you could see this, but right now we're just totally enjoying it and soaking it in. Wow. Yeah. Are you trying to get a screenshot? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like grabbing my phone. I'm like, fuck this. I'm going to take it with my phone. I can't even believe what I'm seeing right now. Because you're right. I see an orb. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is so insane. Hi. (laughs) Oh my God. I can, you can really see it on the phone too. Oh, good. Please grab it. (laughs) What does this mean? I don't know. (laughs) I'm not even scared, though. Like, I just feel so warm. I feel so just just really held and, and in the most, like, kind of beautiful way where this whole past year has just felt so fucking chaotic and so just just almost terrifying. And, like, there there has been more than one night that I've cried myself to sleep as I'm sure many people listening to this have as well. And just my heart has been broken for the world that we live in and has just been shattered in so many ways. And and this is like the exact opposite feeling of that. This is, this is a feeling of complete hope. And this is a feeling of groundedness and just truly being held in light. And like, it's kind of literal right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's magical. Well, if anyone if anyone ever doubted that you were connected <laughs> to uh other realms <laughs> and have some like pretty kick-ass spirit guides that this would be that moment to debunk that because yeah. we all knew it but now we can see it so that's really cool this is awesome thank you wow. tina for always bringing your magic to our lives thank you ladies it's been a pleasure Total pleasure. Thank you for coming back. And I hope we can have you on again. And uh, we'll definitely be checking in with you uh, throughout the year and for time memorial. (laughs) (laughs) And again, everybody, if you're listening and you you want to have, uh, if you have any questions you want to connect with Tina, we're going to have her contact information on our show notes www.thesparklehour.com. You can connect with us on Facebook on our page, The Sparkle Hour. And in there, we have a special private group, a closed group for people to have deeper conversations where we have book club and we even have Tina in there and it's awesome. And you can ask her questions and say, hey, girl, hey. <laughs> and that, that group is called When in Doubt, Sparkle That Shit Out. And it's super easy. Just join our Facebook page and you can ask to join our private group and we'll add you. Yeah. We'd love to have you there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys, this has been amazing. Yeah. Hang low the rest of this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Thank you so right. much. We love you. We love you. I love you guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. We love y'all. See you later. And Bye. when in doubt. Sparkle that shit out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Thank you for listening to the Sparkle Hour. Today's episode was brought to you by Nicole Lewis Keeper Coaching and the Blessings Butterfly. To learn more about the topics discussed today, please visit our website at www.thesparklehour.com. And remember, when in doubt, sparkle that shit out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please.